all you hardheads, good morning, good afternoon, good evening, good whatever it is, wherever you are in this wonderful world of ours. Welcome to the Hardheaded Sports Podcast, episode number 19.5. <laughs> this is a bonus episode of the Hardheaded Sports Podcast because uh, somehow, some way, I forgot to post the episode from yesterday. I was sitting at my desk thinking, man, I posted all the content to YouTube, I have all my thumbnails, I have the audio files down, what am I possibly forgetting? Well, you idiot, you're forgetting to post the actual audio file to Anchor and distribute it to all the platforms that your podcast is on. And it's like, wow, I just forgot the fundamentals of how to actually make and run a podcast. So that was a little bit of a blunder. We're going to have a bonus episode today, a smaller 20-minute-ish episode to talk about the Carson Wentz trade that happened yesterday. And I said it was going to happen, I knew it was going to happen. And I still tried to avoid it. I said, as soon as I get done talking about this trade or the possibility of Carson Wentz going to either Indianapolis or Chicago, I knew as soon as I was going to stop talking about it, the trade would happen. So I delayed talking about it for literally about a week and a half to avoid that from happening, thinking, okay, this is the day that the news is going to drop that Carson Wentz got traded and my, my, my take won't become completely irrelevant. And still, I was sitting at my desk yesterday, blustering and going on about how much of a mistake it would be for Indianapolis to trade for Carson Wentz. Meanwhile, at the exact same time, Adam Schefter and all the other reporters on the NFL beat were like, hey, Carson Wentz is being traded to Indianapolis for a third round pick this year and a conditional second next year. And it's like, all right, that's how we make timely content, ladies and gentlemen. That's how we make relevant, relevant content. Yeah, my take just got completely thrown out the door. And uh, everything that I said uh, at that point was irrelevant. And it's like, well, I already made the episode. I can't just not post the take. So we might as well just do a bonus episode tomorrow. So that's what we're doing today. Let's just get into the trade. There's no reason to... uh I guess, walk around it or ease ourselves into it. This is all we're going to be talking about today. Uh, the Colts trade a 2021 third-round pick and a conditional 2022 second-round pick that could become a first-round pick in next year's draft if Carson Wentz plays 75% of his snaps of this season for the Colts. And, of course, the Eagles trade Carson Wentz. The Eagles will take a $33.8 million cap hit this season, and the Colts will pick up Wentz's contract from this season onward. I have, well, let's first address the comments that I made yesterday. I said it would, would have been a tremendous mistake for the Colts to trade for Carson Wentz. Do I still feel that way? Absolutely. I think the Indianapolis Colts could have absolutely waited to try and find a different quarterback than Carson Wentz because I am not the biggest fan of Carson Wentz. I don't think he's that great of a quarterback, especially currently that great of a quarterback and I don't think anybody will argue that but I was along the, I was on the side of the argument that said look there is a lot of time left in free agency free agency hasn't even technically started yet we don't know how many dominoes are going to fall with the NFL draft we don't know what pieces are going to be moving where I think it would be a foolish decision for the Colts to trade for somebody like Carson Wentz seeing that there are so many other quarterback options out there that are better and you don't necessarily have to have the project of rebuilding a broken confidence quarterback and I will still stand by that statement I still believe that that's exactly what the Colts should have done but obviously the Colts felt otherwise and they went ahead and traded for Carson Wentz look what this means for the Colts 
Car uh, Carson Wentz basically has no excuses now. You're reunited with Frank Reich. You're reunited with the man that helped you had your best season as an NFL professional. And you have basically everything that you can ever want as a professional NFL quarterback. You have a great offensive line. You have a really nice rising running back in Jonathan Taylor. Naheem Hines is a great pass catcher out of the backfield. You also have a rising defense. And you have some pretty good weapons at wide receiver. T.Y. Hilton is an unrestricted free agent this season. So obviously the Colts will more than likely want to bring T.Y. Hilton back. But regardless, the Colts also have some nice young receivers as well at the helm. So they are in a very good position. When you take a look at what Carson Wentz has in Indianapolis, it is nothing. It is probably the polar opposite of what Carson Wentz had in Philadelphia. Philadelphia had one of the worst offensive lines in the league. He was sacked close to 50 times, or or Philadelphia QBs in general were, were, were sacked close to 50-something times. Maybe I'm misreading that stat. I, I didn't have that stat printed in my notes today. Maybe I'm I, I'm misinterpreting that information. Regardless, the Philadelphia Eagles offensive line gave up a lot of sacks. There were plentiful injuries on the Eagles. The defense was struggling. Uh, Once really had nobody to throw to. Uh, his cushion in, in Zach Ertz was out early in the season, and Wentz just had a horrible year. He had a horrible, horrible year, and it did not get any better when he was benched for Jalen Hurts. I guess everybody's begging the question or asking the question, is this is, is this relationship going to be beneficial for both Carson Wentz and, and Indianapolis? And I'm not completely sold on it. I think if you've seen any of my takes on Carson Wentz over the past month or so, you'll say, well, he just doesn't really like Carson Wentz. And I, I am not really sold on Carson Wentz. I'm not really the biggest believer in the philosophy that if you reunite somebody with a coach, if you reunite a player with a coach that's going to go exactly the same as it did in the previous uh, iteration of their relationship, Frank Reich being an offensive coordinator is not the same as being a head coach. You have more to oversee. Granted, you are going to still have the same control over that player, but it's a little bit more involved being a head coach than it is just a quarterback coach and offensive coordinator. So really, it, just, it comes down to is that relationship with Frank Reich and Carson Wentz as strong as everybody thinks it is? Because if it's not as strong and Frank Reich isn't going to be able to fix Carson Wentz, then the Colts just made a $128 million mistake in trading for Carson Wentz. And obviously, when you take a look at the actual trade details, the actual product that was moved in and out of the trade, uh, this trade actually was really well done on all sides. I mean, the Eagles got the first rounder more than likely that they were asking for obviously that first rounder is currently a conditional second round pick but the odds are is that Carson Wentz plays more than 75% of the snaps for the Colts next season so that pick will more than likely turn into a first rounder uh as much as I'm going to blast uh, Eagles GM Howie Roseman <laughs> coming up later in the segment, he did a pretty good job. This is probably the best that you could probably get for Carson Wentz. Uh, I think that, you know, looking back on it, that whole we're looking for a Matthew Stafford S deal was a lot of smoke and mirrors. It was a lot of bull crap. Nobody was ever going to pay that much. And if you're the Colts, you didn't have to give uh, you didn't have to give away this year's first round pick. You didn't have to necessarily give away next year's second uh, or, or first round pick. De again, it depends on how much he plays. So, you know, you didn't have to give it, give up any players. You just had to give up a third rounder and a potential first rounder for next year. So you made out really well. Obviously, the cap hit probably isn't something that you're thrilled about, but the Colts made out pretty well uh, in the steal. And one of my real reservations about, you know, trading for Carson Wentz 
in, in, in the beginning was how much are you going to end up paying for him? If you're going to be paying multiple first round picks, then that's really not worth it. Um, I'm interested to know what Chicago offered for Wentz because, of course, Chicago was in the running for Carson Wentz as well. And if there's anybody that's a clear loser in this trade, it's Chicago Bears for not being able to trade for Carson Wentz or not completing that trade and now being stuck with Mitch Trubisky. And they're going to have to figure out that situation in Chicago. They're the definite losers in this trade. Uh, but if when it comes to the trade overall, you know, as much as I'm I'm knocking Carson Wentz and I don't think it's a good idea that the Colts traded for Carson Wentz this early into the offseason. I mean, the new the 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 technical new season hasn't even started yet. So the fact that I, even though I still believe that the Colts should have waited to see if they had other options available at the quarterback position, I still think that when it comes to the actual trade aspect of it, uh, they didn't give up too much. They gave out ex pretty much exactly what they should have. They have a potential franchise quarterback. It's going to be a rebuilding project. It's probably not going to be an easy rebuilding project, but you have your quarterback of the future. You have everything around him that he would need to succeed. You gave him, he, you have the head coach. That made him successful in 2017. You have uh, one of the best offensive lines in the league. You have a very good running back. You have a very good young defense. The Colts pretty much have everything that they need at this point to make, uh, make a very deep playoff run. Now, obviously, that variable is going to be Carson Wentz. Is he going to have a really good season or is he just going to have an average season? Because if he just has an average season, the, the bar is really can you be better than Phillip Rivers? Can you be better than what Phillip Rivers was last year? If you can, then that means that the Colts are probably my favorites to go to the AFC Championship game. I don't know if they'll necessarily make it to the Super Bowl, but I really like what the Colts have in Indianapolis. I really like the young team that they're building. If you, if Carson Wentz cannot play at the level of Phillip Rivers, then that's a little bit concerning because obviously if you can't outperform a 39-year-old uh, ailing quarterback, then... Uh, I don't know. That that just seems like, well, maybe you just spent $128 million on a quarterback that just, again, as a lot of people are predicting, just don't, doesn't have it together anymore. So that's my thoughts on the Colts side of things. Uh, I know that was a little bit scatterbrained, but really I'm just kind of running off this. I don't really have that much notes on this anymore. I'm just kind of spitballing off the top of my head. It, my, my other main thought on this is, man, how bad did Howie Roseman mess up in Philadelphia? Like, how bad was this? This was a catastrophe for the Philadelphia Eagles. I understand at this point you're probably happy to have the basket case that Carson Wentz is, the, the, the major distraction in the locker room. You're probably really happy to have the distraction out of the locker room. But, I mean, just take a look at the last two months, the last two to three months for the Philadelphia Eagles. You gave away, no, not gave away. You fired your Super Bowl, uh, your Super Bowl winning head coach, that didn't really necessarily deserve to be fired. The only thing that was wrong with Doug Peterson is that he didn't really like Carson Wentz, and that he wanted and he felt like he should have had more say or more control over the Eagles, uh, uh, over the team. And I don't really think that that's too much to ask for if you're if you're Doug Peterson, seeing that you brought the team its first Super Bowl uh, in the history of the franchise. So you fire your Super Bowl winning head coach, you hire Nick Sirianni, who is the former Colts offensive coordinator, who at the time you're hoping that he holds enough traits or enough similar ideals to Frank Reich to be able to fix Carson Wentz. So not only now have you hired Nick Sirianni, who in his introductory press conference looked like a complete, I don't want to say 
idiot. He looked unprepared. He looked terrified. He looked absolutely scared and unprepared for the job. He looked like a puppet for Jeffrey Lurie and Howie Roseman. So not only do you have a a, a, a questionable head coach, you fired your Super Bowl winning head coach. Now you don't even have the quarterback that you were trying so desperately to keep. And, and you have a $33.8 million cap hit for this upcoming season because of all that dead money that Carson Wentz is going to bring you. And the Philadelphia Eagles were already over the cap. I don't know. I don't know how much money the Eagles were over the cap by, but <laughs> how how is this man not fired? How is this man not fired? I am genuinely shocked. Like, this is a disaster. You've lost your franchise quarterback. You've lost your Super Bowl winning head coach. You've hired uh, a coach that, you yes, you can control. And who knows? Maybe Nick Sirianni turns out to be a really good head coach. But you hire an unknown head coach. You have Jalen Hurts, who performed okay last season. I think he's going to be better this season. And he might actually turn out to be a really good quarterback in the NFL. But you have a, a, a one-year quarterback. You have no offensive line. You have no money to spend to fix the team. Uh, you have your first-round draft pick. I guess that's that's a plus. But, man, I can't think of another situation in the NFL apart from maybe, like, the Saints or you know, we talked about the Falcons on the front office frenzy segment yesterday. I can't think of many situations in the NFL or besides the Texans that are probably in a worse spiral right now than the Philadelphia Eagles are. I mean, I, I, this is a disaster. I thought I genuinely had a part of me that thought, man, that cap hit for Carson Wentz is going to be so astronomical. I might not even trade him. I might even just take it up the butt, so to speak, and say, look, we know you're unhappy, but we just cannot financially trade you right now. Say, I'm sorry that like, that's the way that it is because 33.8 million. I think that's the, I, I remember seeing that's like the highest dead money cap hit in the history of the NFL. Like, Howie, what are you doing over there, my man? What are you doing over there? It's just mind-blowing to me. So, you know, the optics of what the Eagles are going to be looking like over the next two seasons is really dire for Philadelphia. I feel horrible for Eagles fans right now, and I know that that city is tough to play in, and man, it's going to be a rough couple of years in Philadelphia. Uh, Eagles fans, tell me how you're feeling because if I were if I were an Eagles fan, I'd be I would be happy that Carson Wentz is no longer there and not being a distraction to the franchise because I personally think that Jalen Hurts is is going to be uh, a, a fine quarterback for the Eagles. But the fact that we lost a great head coach, or the fact that we the fact that the Eagles lost a great head coach, hired a potential a a, a bust of a head coach in Nick Sirianni to try and keep Carson Wentz. Then you lose Carson Wentz. Then you have his cap hit on your on your salary cap, and you're already over the salary cap. Like, I don't think that it could get any worse than that. And again, if the Texans weren't the absolute dumpster fire that they are right now, I would say that the Eagles are probably in the worst situation in the NFL currently. I mean, maybe that's a little bit of an over-dramatization. Maybe that's a little bit of some recency bias based on what's just been happening. But my God, I mean, that's horrible. That is absolutely horrible. Um, I, I, I 
can't for the I mean the only saving grace is the fact that the Eagles just so happen to be in the NFC East where the Giants are equally as bad. Uh, they got some more pieces, and I think once Saquon Barkley, if he can play an entire season, that will be fantastic for the Giants. But uh, Daniel Jones, I don't think is the answer in New York. Uh, you have the Giants that are struggling with uh, David Keller, uh, David. Uh, David Keller, uh, David Gelman. I completely blanked on that name. I know his name. I just completely flushed my words. Um, you have Washington, who's probably going to be the best team in that division for a couple of years to come. Uh, once they get a quarterback, whether they draft a quarterback in the draft, whether that quarterback is somebody like Deshaun Watson, if the Texans decide to trade him, I think the tech, I think the, the 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 Washington football team is going to be in position to run that division for a while. And then you have the Dallas Cowboys, which as long as the Dallas Cowboys are under Mike McCarthy and as long as Jerry Jones continues to make dumbfounding decisions for his football team, the Cowboys aren't going to be that good either. They'll be probably in the contention to win the division, but they're going to be consistently disappointing as they have been for the past two seasons. So the, even the fact that the Eagles are in the worst division in the NFC, probably the worst division in the NFL at this point, maybe apart from the, the AFC South at this point, you know, there's really no light at the end of the tunnel for the Eagles. I mean, they have no cap space. They have no offensive line. They have basically no weapons at wide receiver. They have not drafted well. I remember doing research for the Eagles at some point, and they basically had drafted, I don't know, maybe... Or maybe that was the Lions. I remember they just have not drafted well, especially at wide receiver recently. It is a very bad situation in Philadelphia, and my heart goes out to those of you who are Philadelphia Eagles fans who are going through this tough time, uh, especially EDP445. If you know who that is, shout out to you. Cheers to that. But that's my um, thoughts mostly on this trade uh, for Carson Wentz between the, the, the Colts and the Eagles. I'm very interested to see and hear your reactions to this trade. Uh, I really basically got on the show today and said, you know what, I'm just going to spitball it. I'm just going to go pretty much off the top of my head what I think of this trade, minimal notes. So I am very interested to hear what you guys think about this trade as well. That's going to be that that that's going to be it for this bonus episode of the podcast. We'll have that up momentarily. Thank you all so much for watching as always. Thank you so much for the support. So on behalf of me, this is the hard headed sports podcast. Stay hard headed. But have a nice day.